like there could be something so amazing happening and our fear can just never allow us to have to taste it never allow us to feel it and like that's what I think like just think about that like when you're questionable about something you're scared you have that wall up like yeah you could get hurt you could get your heart shattered into a million pieces but you could also have something that is the most beautiful thing that you've ever experienced so which way do you want to go do you want to live in the fear side or do you want to live in the the hope and the beautiful side Well, hello there and welcome to BU Sis Podcast. Happy hump day, baby. It's all about staying confident and true to yourself during life's ups and downs. Own what you have gone through because, baby, it has made you you. Baby, we were born this way. It's Kylie. (laughs) It's Lauren. And we hope that you guys had a great weekend celebrating the 4th of July. Lauren and I were in Newport um, with our friends. And some guy friends, um, boy pals, some boy pals that we met on the streets. We were like, "Come hang out with us," and they were like, "Sure." <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it was really fun. My um, boyfriend slept on the floor with a towel that <laughs> night, and I woke up the next morning and he asked if I wanted to come under the covers with him, referred to aka a beach the towel, towel as covers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Referred to a beach towel, at, yeah. As, so you can Lauren, get the idea. And Lauren slept on a twin bed with three people. Yeah, that was fun. So, I woke up with um, broken neck. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, it was great. We hope you guys all had a good Fourth of July it and you were safe. Um, Lauren and I needed the yes. relaxation because I feel like. Um, the last week we've just been yeah, stressed. We've been stressed. This past week was like the first week back at work mm-hmm. after doing nothing mm-hmm. for three months, sitting Ugh, on our asses, yeah, and waking up from like being up from like eight a.m. to mm-hmm. like ten p.m. at night has been like a lot right. and overwhelming. And yeah, and there's nothing worse like when you literally do nothing and then like you're then you're just on the go 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 yeah. go go go. So we're and, str- yeah. I'm struggling mm-hmm. with that. But totally. first week back's always the hardest. Yeah, it's you know? always it's. Literally always the hardest, yeah. especially like I said, we've never gone through what we've just been a through pandemic, the <laughs> worldwide fucking pandemic. So we're making some um, adjustments, <laughs> and we're also Department. Lauren and I are moving with um Dylan in September, so that's been kind of stressful yeah. in the sense of like Dylan's the one looking for us, thankfully. <laughs> but um, I don't know, just knowing that like we're moving out, yeah, you know, thinking about we're future that bills, money and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a little stressful. So this weekend was definitely a good one. Much I think needed. it's so important um to just like to just give yourself time to just like rest and play we've been talking a lot about this on social media the last couple of days because I've been really honing in on like the whole self-love um aspect and part of my journey essentially because I'm a perfectionist and I'm really hard on myself I like feel bad when I like have fun right but that's such an important part of life like you need to have fun and I feel like I we did this quote um and it was a really beautiful one just pretty much saying that like for whatever reason we think like accomplishments and like possessions and like hard work is like a or I'm sorry exhaustion is like a symbol of hard work and that sleep is like some luxury that like we're all grateful to have but it's like no No. absolutely fucking not not. we need to take care of ourselves we need to rest we need to play and everyone's like work hard play harder it's like yeah work hard but like don't exhaust yourself like if you're tired 
take something off your to-do list and take a goddamn you nap. Need it. Like oh. do it. Like it, the world's so not going to end and I wish I could tell myself I wish I could listen to this. Right. Like, I speak <laughs> this shit and like sometimes I still struggle with right. it. So like you're not a bad person for it. Trust me, we all go through it. Mm-hmm. Um but thank you everyone for listening and following us as always um if you don't follow us on instagram follow us at bu sis podcast and bu sis podcast on twitter mm-hmm. um and make sure to just give us a little subscribe a little rate a little review Comments. on spotify apple podcast <laughs> tell us you like our our eyeballs our feet whatever you want we'll take it all um, <laughs> as long we do do foot picks for 60 dollars um hundred if you want a toe ring maybe a nice little cheetah heel and lauren just got cheetah heels so if you want cheetah i might bump up the price to 800 (laughs) 800 baby we need that you know what i mean um so today's episode is um an interesting one i think a lot of people can relate to it maybe because i think everyone has their own fucking issues right For sure. um but the question is like do people still use the term daddy issues is that still a thing do people still say that because it's like come on Girl like people m- like yeah they make it so light and funny it's like yeah. oh you have daddy issues your dad died your dad left you and left like, you out to dry that's basically like, what they're sucks saying because of it you have daddy issues it's like, like dude sick joke. what the hell is yeah <laughs> sick joke dude like, that thanks. made me feel really good right? thank you i'm gonna go cry myself to sleep now um <laughs> Um, but it's like we've made it before too no you know yeah. what i mean we're like haha yeah we, daddy issues because i feel like people don't really think of like the deeper meaning to it you know what i also read <laughs> which is fucking insane that people think it's weird if someone doesn't have a dad and they call like their significant other like daddy <laughs> <laughs> i read that what? online so i was like just like reading shit online today and like I yeah I literally read the quote like it's so weird that Cynthia calls Ronald daddy in beds and she doesn't have a dad dude and why like, should anything while you're right doing in remember bed we used to remember we used to make jokes though because we'd be like people would ask me like do you call blah 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 daddy in bed and I'd be like, like well no, no because I would start crying, crying if I did <laughs> yeah. that's actually like a new thing for me daddy daddy I've been a daddy girl for a while <laughs> <laughs> you've been a daddy girl for a while um and the thing about daddy issues is like you can have mom issues you can yeah. have grandma uncle joe issues like you can have any issues, <laughs> any issues like whatever yeah. like caregiver whoever you grew up with caregiver like issues. <laughs> <laughs> should we start that you have caregiver issues <laughs> <laughs> caregiver issues <laughs> and it's honestly, not just a female thing either like there's no. dudes that obviously don't like don't have a good mom or a good dad or whatever it may no. be like you know you know how it goes um and they could be like super sensitive because of it and like you know everyone's sensitive nowadays and like people are like come on like it's a joke like relax it's like i get it it is a joke but like i feel like sometimes like you do need to understand the severity of certain things like Like, it's not funny that like people like had their lives fucked up because their parents weren't good parents they can't control that literally (laughs) and and the slut shaming shit like it's like uh, you know i mean i know plenty of girls who have phenomenal fathers who are like there's no tomorrow (laughs) 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 signs on their heads that say hey want to have sex tonight yeah and they have or having fucking thanksgiving dinner with their great father the next day yeah exactly Um, (laughs) and it's just like so overused it's like come on and i read this quote it's like it's so casually overused often without a clear understanding of the root cause of what the problem is it's often used to blame and label rather than describe or understand and i feel like that's just life like often we have these like 
problems right. or like these eternal things. It's like, oh, well, I have daddy issues. Or like, oh, well, this we just excuse like use it as an excuse is yeah. blame it on things. But it's like, no, no, like if you're in the same relationship, you're in the same toxic relationship mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, figure the root just, problem yeah. with that because that's like an issue, and it's probably something that you do need to work, work on. on. Yeah, for you know, sure. and I feel like everyone. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own daddy issues depending on like what they've gone through. But we're kind of here to just like break it down for you Mm -hmm. and maybe just like give you insight on it. Like maybe you have these issues and And like you don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. Because for a while I was like, oh no, I don't. Like, same. So my mom instilled in me and Lauren at a young age, like never to use like your adverse, never to like use the things you've gone through as like a crutch essentially. And like to be like, Oh, well this happened to me. So like, this is the way I am. Mm -hmm. So like, we were always so like strong in the sense we're like, Oh no, we don't have daddy issues. We don't use this and that because our dad died. Uh Um, but it's just like a natural thing that That it's probably going to happen. Like as you got older, I feel like it happens when you get older. Like when I was younger, I would never think of that. But like now looking back, it's like, ah, yeah, shit. You know what I mean? Right. yeah exactly and i feel like a, a, a big thing is it's the anger right mm-hmm. we don't want to feel the anger that we feel towards whoever it may be so we just like mask it with other things mm-hmm. and it always comes out in our close relationships oh. that's the biggest thing that i want to get out of this today yeah um and i think if you can't relate to the whole daddy issues mommy issues thing you can relate to something else maybe you're like taking something else negative out in your close relationships mm-hmm. and you need to stop doing that because right. i did that for so long and i was so miserable and i was just getting nowhere and i was hurting the Her- people exactly. that i loved and it comes to the point where like you're pushing them away. Right. Like they're gonna no matter how much they love you, that shit's gonna get old really quick. Yeah, who wants to deal with that? No, no one wants to deal with that. So Figure that's what that's what we're here for. Yes. Um <laughs> so our weekly reminder today. So I um so growing up, Lauren and I, our father was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Great guy, would literally take the shirt off his back for you. Oh my God, um yeah. but he struggled with drugs. We're not really gonna get into it too much like this episode. Maybe that's the episode called episode. Our Dad did drugs um <laughs> but not tonight um and then he died so that, that was a fun five years Great. um but i was writing this story about him because i held on to so much anger and resentment because me and lauren because my mom was a boss ass bitch and she never told us what was happening obviously she's not gonna be like hey honey you're eight years old and this is what's happening no um but she, she never told so us good. so he died and we had to grieve him being gone because he was our father and then years later we had to like finally come to terms with the fact that he struggled deeply yeah. with drugs and i my struggled to forgive him <laughs> yeah. i felt like that came out really badly in my yeah. close, close relationship so mm-hmm. this is our weekly reminder um i wasn't ready for the anger to be felt in every inch of my body i wasn't ready for the anger to be taken out in my healthy and innocent relationships i wasn't ready to experience all of the consuming emotions that come along with anger instead i held on to the joy the love and the good memories we all do it but naturally the false reality subsides and the anger and resentment comes out in such ugly ways the worst ways yeah just never ends well no and this is when this is when it comes out in the close relationship so for me so when my dad died like not until I got older did I struggle with this, but and I'm sure people can struggle with this, not even if their dad just died, but maybe if he left them or he's no longer in the picture, um, is the anxiety of just knowing that like anyone can leave at any given second. That's, and yeah. like it's just completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. I think anyone can relate to that because that's life. That's, but yeah. I think if you've dealt with it in such a traumatic way, someone just being here one day and then not the next day, totally. it's like a big issue. 
and it, the thing is, not a lot of people have left me in my life. It's just that one person is all it takes. That one traumatic thing where you're blindsided by someone you love is gone. And that's all it takes to just fuck up your life. Like when you ask me, like, if I think of myself as having dad yeah. issues, I feel like mine are different from like other people. I mean, everyone's right. are different, but like my number one thing is like being so horrified of just loving someone and having them leave right. to the point where it scares me sometimes to get so close with people and just like knowing how literally someone can just leave without yeah. uh, having any idea. Right. And it's like, it's how just, do you get over that? Yeah. You know, like, I mm-hmm. think that that's a, that's part of the letting go. It process, is. I, I think. Yeah. yeah I don't is, think struggle with that as much as I yeah. used to. Like before I would purposely like not really get close. I purposely wouldn't yeah. get close with people because it would be easier for me to be like, okay, we're not friends anymore. I didn't yeah. love them. Fuck it. You know right. what I mean? Right. But I've definitely like grown more in the sense, whether it's relationships, friendships, where I'm just like, no, mm-hmm. I can't control it. I'm going to love you as hard as I can. And right. that, that's all well, I can do. Because if you think about it, it's like, that's such an awful way to live. Living in fear, basically. Like you, you're living in like paralyzing yeah. fear. Because yeah. like, like that's like, a paralyzing type of thing to the point where like you're literally not gonna let anyone in Mm. and i get it i do get it because you know we've both done it but it's it's one of those things it's like so you're just gonna live in fear and miss out on so much whereas (laughs) maybe just like you know be a little courageous for a second and you could also have something work out so amazing exactly you know but but again it took me a while to to do that I was like Mm -hmm. that in my relationship for so long like and I would say it to him like I'm just scared you're literally just gonna die Mm -hmm. and he'd be like what the fuck you're gonna break up with me because you're scared I'm gonna die (laughs) it's like okay when you put it that way that's a little messed up. up um but I think that is one of the biggest thing when people lose someone traumatically yes whether they like we said whether they walk away when you're blindsided Mm -hmm. and you're just like we oh whoa okay so now this person isn't in my life okay so now anything could happen exactly and that's the hard part about like grief when is that you you go through the grieving parts of missing them Mm -hmm. and then you go through the anger and then you go through the toxicness of it coming out like in different bad ways relationships in bad ways and then it's so crazy because we look for it like in relationships like we look for our familiarity and things that we like know in our boyfriends or in our girlfriends it's so fucking contradicting it's It's extremely contradicting when like you had a really bad dad yes too for sure, because I feel like that's because you know a thing. it's toxic and you know they're assholes. But it's like na- safe and normal to you. So then, when you find someone and you're put in that situation with a boyfriend or your relationship, yes. that's all you know. So yeah. you're like, okay, this is nothing. I'm used to it. But right. it's like, no, you need to snap the fuck uh-huh. back out of and it and say, right. no, this isn't normal. Like, and it's when you're addicted to the chaos. Exactly. Like people who grow up in chaotic atmospheres, mm-hmm. like crazy families, whatever it may be, they get addicted to the chaos i remember i was in such a bad relationship in high school and then i was in a good relationship and i remember just doing crazy shit like going through his phone or like doing Mm -hmm. wicked toxic habits and tendencies and then like we would be good for i honestly still did this up until like a few months ago like we would be good for like weeks and weeks and i would literally just pick a fight like just so we could just fucking fight Mm -hmm. and then like get that like chaos and toxicness out and then like make up dude i know which is so toxic so fucking toxic you know i was the same way like when i was in my past relationship that i feel like we've definitely brought up that was just like toxic i remember i like also a big thing you do when you're in these relationships is like basically isolate yourself from like all of the close people in your life Mm -hmm. and like that was like the furthest me and kylie ever grew 
apart was when I was in my toxic relationship because I and she would ask me like Lauren why are you still in it which like obviously I didn't have an answer to but now like I was straight up addicted to that like that's what kept our relationship going which Mm -hmm. is so fucked up but why though because like like that was just what I was used to and that's what yeah. like kept our fucking relate like you just said like starting fights like that's like almost yeah. what we thrived off of really? in a sense which is yeah. so but awful. it's crazy though because it's not like you and dad like fought a lot no but I think it did first stem from you know having that like not having that male you know yeah. dominant figure in my life growing up so I definitely mm-hmm. did like go through phases where I would try and like form these relationships with like men just to like you know feel comfort feel yeah, like safe, safe in a sense mm-hmm. and the more like I got into it like I was in a relationship that like he definitely had some toxic traits but it wasn't anything crazy and then I would like kind of hold on to those toxic things so when I would see them come up in another relationship it was normal like it was what I was used to it was was what I was comfortable with it was Mm -hmm. familiar but you knew it was but I I still knew it was wrong but it Mm -hmm. was just like literally an addiction that was like so hard to almost get out of in a sense right you're just like it's just a, a toxic cycle when I was in New York I was yeah. going through it we've talked about this before I was going through a breakup I was I there was a lot of um emotions and feelings um coming up from my dad's death that mm-hmm. I hadn't really faced or really acknowledged or really even knew right. so it was almost like I was grieving my dad like all over again and yeah. I had like major daddy issues where yeah, I just dude. wanted to be loved mm-hmm. and I I acted like a slut yeah I did and you just like hold I on just, to those little yeah, like I craved of, the attention yeah. and it's like I knew it was never gonna make me feel good but I didn't care because in that moment it did and that's right. all that mattered right. for me and mm-hmm. I kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it well because <laughs> it was just like so um, temporary though because <laughs> you know? kept doing it because you get like you know you get addicted to it you get fascinated by it but it's interesting how everyone is different goes about it differently right like we have a friend who her parents got divorced and her she you know she didn't grow up like in the best family like picture perfect family right like her parents got divorced it was a pretty shitty and traumatic divorce Mm -hmm. so like she dates people with good families like she craves that like good family atmosphere like she only wants to be with someone like who has good families because she never had that that. whereas and it's so funny because i'm as we the were guy. talking to her about it yeah. I'm like such the opposite like mm-hmm. I'm oh I always find myself like dating or being attracted to someone with literally <laughs> fucked up families I'm like fucked up family sure me too like let me help you let me try and fix you right like we drive and save you and let's go down together right like mm-hmm. yeah no that's not good but like that's just kind of like what what I did <laughs> right for a while mm-hmm. you know and she also made a really good point and she said it's not fair to ask someone to love you the way that you were never loved from your family. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so years ago when I was dating someone, he didn't have a great family life. So he would want me to love him as if like I was 10 people loving right. him. Like you, one and person it, can't. And I was like, it, he all, it, I always came up short because it's, it's unrealistic for me to love him to like, to, like if, as if I'm 10 people, right. I'm one person. So it was always, I, never met his expectations essentially Mm -hmm. and it was just it wasn't fair for me no but it also i understood where he's coming from because he just wanted to be loved but like you can't put that on someone else no someone else can't love you like your parents are supposed to love you and that's the thing that i think a lot of people do and a lot of people struggle with i completely putting that onto other people where Mm -hmm. it is like you said it isn't necessarily their fault they just want to be loved but you just can't put that responsibility on someone else like because then i think that's when the resentment comes in and and you're never going to be happy because they're never going to be, be able to meet those 
unrealistic right. expectations right and that's obviously when the whole like self-love comes mm-hmm. in you know but it's so fucking hard to love yourself in general let alone when you, you weren't even don't. loved by the people who were supposed to love you the most exactly <laughs> <laughs> sorry lauren literally just, just shit her pants <laughs> <laughs> that was so serious too <laughs> <laughs> I was like loud too. I couldn't even like pretend like it didn't exist. Um, the what the fuck was I saying? So I don't know if you guys know what a trauma bond is. So a trauma bond is something that occurs as as a result of continuous abuse in relationships. Like it's basically the reason people stay stuck in these abusive relationships mm-hmm. because you are biologically and emotionally attracted, or yeah. like a better word would be addicted mm-hmm. to these certain types of people. You perceive these actions as safe and comfortable because you're literally familiar right. with them. And that's like, like if you exactly grew up it. with an abusive father, an abusive mother, like mm-hmm. that's all you know. Right. So like you said, I like that you use the word thrive. Like you thrive off of it. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine a life without that, that chaos. Yeah. And exactly. like you can't imagine like those tendencies is like what like it says is what makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Which is is crazy. It really is. Because it, it's it's but the opposite it, of I know. being safe and it, comfortable. It is the opposite. It is literally the opposite. But like when you're in it, it just for some reason your brain your brain does your brain recognizes it as like a similar trait right and says that it's normal for you right so it it becomes normal and it is in a sense an addiction like right it's so crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like people literally they um they compare it to like being an alcoholic Mm -hmm. like how like you know it's bad for you but you keep doing it whereas Mm -hmm. like um those relationships you're you you know it's bad for you but you, you just you, still continue. You still do it. And that was the thing. I was so aware of how awful it was. You know what right. I mean? It wasn't like I was one of those girls because I feel like some girls are in those But I do want to know why you kept doing that because I can understand, you know, as, as if a girl grew up, like we grew up without a dad, but we grew up with a good dad. So right. like imagine the girls who grew up with bad dads no. or da- dads who were abusive. Dude, honestly, I really can't because I can't imagine even like the extent of that because mine yeah. was pretty bad and yours like you was said, very bad yeah and I, I yeah I don't know I I can't imagine being in that because it's probably just like 10 times worse than right. that because like I said like they those people probably aren't even aware like how awful it is and how not normal it is exactly. we're like yeah it was normal to me at the time mm-hmm. but in the bigger picture I knew that wasn't no. a normal fucking relationship right. you know exactly so it's tricky and mm-hmm. you essentially need to like rewire your brain you really do like you literally you need, need to like, to, like retrain your brain and like for your and get your brain like back to that state so like when you're thinking of that relationship it, it isn't normal anymore like right. that's not familiar to you anymore and that is such a hard thing to do like that is I don't even it, know how you do it it's I, it takes so much work it really you need does. to like read books and, re- yeah. and research and and you it's so much you work. are literally therapy like, yeah 100 percent. it is because you you do need to reprogram it in a sense where it's like okay this is familiar and I think it's safe right. but it's not mm-hmm. it's not good for me right you know and for me like I used to be a very toxic person yeah. like in a relationship um like we kind of said I would be like so anxious that someone would leave me so I would literally want to leave first right so here's a little story like, no so, I'm gonna beat you yeah I'm gonna beat you bitch um so I me and my boyfriend were dating for three years and we broke up because I just needed to focus on myself it just wasn't working um and he literally waited for me for two years yeah. like literally waited did his own thing I did my own thing but he literally waited for me for two years and I truly believe I knew in that moment that he was the one for me because in my fucked up brain 
I needed to be proven that they would stay. Yeah. Like I needed them to prove to me somehow, like literally waiting for me for two years was the only reason my brain was going to be like, okay, yep, you're safe. Like you're comfortable. He's not going to leave. I know. You know what I mean? You are trying to prove something to yourself. Exactly. You are trying to prove something to yourself. And I knew the whole time, but I needed like the hard evidence of him literally waiting for me for two years. And then I was like, okay, I got him now. Like he's, he's never going to leave me. I I don't have to worry about like that. The anxiety of that. It's so and if he crazy. didn't, I don't think we'd be together right no. now. No, oh because I think no. my brain would still be tricking myself to think that he was going to leave me. Because that, yeah. And, and if the thing he is, did, not a lot of people have left me in my life. No. It's just that one person mm-hmm. is all it takes. A hundred percent. That one traumatic thing where you're blindsided by someone you love is gone, mm-hmm. and that's all it takes to just fuck up your life. I know. And isn't it so crazy to think like, by him obviously waiting for him coming back to you, it proved your point. But think about it if he didn't. Think about right. how much more mentally fucked up you would be from that. Like, and not and only that, even more. but how, what I would be missing out on. I'd be missing out on the love of my life. Right, right. Like Just the person I love. Mentally, like internally prove a point to yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Just because I was yeah. scared. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like. I want like what can you do when that when that other person isn't gonna wait because a lot of times they're not not like that was a very rare case you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like that's when I I feel like it really does come to the point of where it's gonna sound crazy but like you need to talk to yourself and you need to like tell your intrusive thoughts to like get the fuck away and to go away you need to like say them out loud you do (laughs) like literally I'll be like okay I'm thinking this Kylie that's not true my brain's trying to protect me because it knows that I'm going in like a fight or flight mode right now it knows that I'm in like a familiar I'm in a familiar scenario right now that where I got really hurt like this scenario that I'm in hurt me deeply a few (laughs) years ago so my brain is really gonna like try and protect me right now but like I'm not gonna get hurt again so like let's just shut the fuck up exactly stop stop like you literally (laughs) have to have conversations with your brain Mm -hmm. and you need to to also learn to let go yeah that's number one like everyone who's struggling with things like you know not being able to have good relationships because of their past because of their childhood like I hate saying this because it's like bitch you think I would have done that if I could have but the main things it comes down to is 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 letting go that's the first thing you have to do before that is the first thing you have to do well first you you need to pinpoint it and understand but you need to let it go like you're feeling the thing is like I've been learning this a lot shame and guilt I feel like are really intensified with our childhood trauma, trauma essentially sure. and I used to think they were like the same mm-hmm, but they're but not they're like not. when you're guilty you're like oh I'm doing something bad right. oh, I'm cheating on my boyfriend mm-hmm. or like I'm not treating my boyfriend right but when you feel shameful it's like no you I are am, bitch you're bad yeah, like you're like, a, bad a bad person. person like you have just such negative mm-hmm. thoughts towards yourself right and your character and growing up and when you have like your father or your mother telling you every day that you're not good, good enough, that you're not worthy, that you're not going to be this thing. That's going to be an internal yeah. battle every single day. Every day. Even when you find the person you love, mm-hmm. even when you find the person that's good for you, like that inner voice is go always going to be there. Exactly. You just have to learn what can help you channel it. Exactly. Meditating, writing, eating well, exercising. Like, and I promise the mo- the more work you do that, the you'll, you'll, be, you'll be better. Right. And there's some things that, like I said, will never go away like there's just some traumas that like you'll just never be able to fully Fully live life the way you want to because unfortunately life fucked you over really bad exactly but you need to just like figure out what you can do with it because I think we don't realize 
everything always comes back to like our families and our parents Mm -hmm. how we were raised the love and support that we received because those are such like crucial years of your life oh my god like from i think it's like four to seven that's like literally when you're you become like your identity Mm -hmm. you're figuring out your identity and who you are as a person if someone is drilling in your head that you're not worthy enough or you're a piece of shit how do you just like that doesn't go away exactly that's drilled in your brain that's your thoughts you know what i mean so it's such like a tricky thing it is and i don't want to sit here and be like you're gonna be okay because I never grew up in an environment where someone told me I was a piece of shit every day like I like I can't even imagine that and I really don't think that person will ever be healed from that I don't Mm -hmm. but I think you can definitely put in the work to do it I know a lot of people who have gone through the fucking hell and back and have had the worst parents that told him they were pieces of shits but they've turned out but they turned uh, around you either repeat the cycle or you stop the cycle and you are a better person because of it and i i read this quote today and i really liked it so i want to share it with you guys Mm -hmm. um you aren't destined to a life of heartache and poor choices just because you didn't get the security you deserved or were given a less than stellar example to learn from oh wow that's which that's is like real. you're yeah you aren't just which is exactly what we're saying exactly. like just because you know life gave you a really shitty deck of cards and a lot of heartache and a lot of poor choices yeah, it's not who like you it's, are it's not your Use fault that to fucking learn from it and yes. just like goodwill hunting yeah. <laughs> that, that scene when robert williams is holding um that. matt damon he's like it's not your fault it's not your fault it's so not your sad. fault trauma and all these emotions come out in such ways that make us feel fucking crazy yeah like i'm sorry psycho bitches aren't psycho bitches for no reason right like they're just not like it comes from a place of trauma it comes from a place of like insecurities like it comes from a place and i also think something that like is also really important um and even just important to just like hear out loud from another person's like voice um is especially i'm i'm sure guys can relate to this too but i think this is more female thing um never ever like be ashamed of being like an emotional person that Mm -hmm. just like wants to give so much love because i feel i mean i feel like you know females are either like one way or the other Uh like if they've gone through something like they're very closed off they just have one night stands and that's it yeah Yeah. or if they've gone through it like they just want to receive that love because they never had it so they want it they want it they want it and i feel like guys would just be like yeah like i have my own issues like i can't give you like what you want which i just think is so cowardly it's such a cop out it's such a cop out it's like okay so because you don't want to sit with your own feelings and i'm giving you the love that you want want. but you don't feel like you deserve exactly so you're just gonna like cop out Tell and just never you receive love that. again right okay Mm-mm. but then you obviously have the crazy bitches where it's just yeah. like yeah, they just the like the guys are trying to be nice and they're like yeah i don't think like you're right for me but it's like because they're fucking crazy they know i'm for um, a week and they're like where's the ring at yeah <laughs> like, yeah those kind of girls you know what i mean <laughs> yes yeah like, that i don't get like i have a I friend like that. that who i try and talk to because she's just boy crazy and just like she goes on a date and she thinks that like you know they're right. gonna like be married at the marriott end next yeah. week <laughs> um end. that i don't have any advice for I just because i think relate. you're either like that way or you're not right like i don't think you can really change that about you no i like, don't think so I and mean, i think you can maybe work on it but like i do i, I do think, think it's just like part of your personality yeah and i don't you think they really I mean. care enough to like change no it yeah exactly <laughs> but no i do th- i do hate that like i hate when men make vulnerable females feel bad for like 
being emotional and right. wanting to love them mm-hmm. and it makes us feel so shitty and it's just like stupid and so and stupid but ourselves. and question ourselves. but it's like if you know at the end of the day like you gave your everything and you mm-hmm. didn't do anything wrong then, and they're just too weak of a person to right. really like put their heart on the line then that's their fault that's their and they're issues. gonna struggle to find love exactly it's like i get it you know i've been there where it's it's hard to like want to let yourself in and, and knock those walls down right. right like once you have that once you have that wall up it's like very very hard to knock it down mm-hmm. like you know what i mean but if you have like someone that's like literally saying like i want to be with you i love you i'm not gonna hurt you um <sighs> just like at least give it a chance right you know and if you don't like her just tell her you don't that, like her. right don't, don't make her feel like shit for <laughs> just like wanting to love you right <laughs> like, it's just yeah. so mean and so hurtful i know i can no, <laughs> i agree sad. and then they just like make fun of her and shit yeah. it's like oh yeah let's make fun of someone who like wants to love when so many people are afraid, afraid to, to do, do that i yeah. think people are so like courageous and brave when they Who do, can that? do that because because mm-hmm. e- honestly like i consider myself a courageous and brave person but like when dylan and i were dating and like i was meeting people and like hooking up with people like I didn't even have like there's this one person who like I didn't even have the guts to like really tell him how I felt yeah because I was just so afraid to be rejected exactly. that's actually a big thing that I struggled with for a while mm-hmm. when I was single of was rejection. rejection like I would have rather have been alone and by myself than totally. be rejected by someone dude yeah and I don't, I've never really experienced rejection so <laughs> I don't know if like that's why no but that, yeah that, it's that so was true. a big thing for me like I would literally just be like no I'm not gonna tell them I'm not gonna tell them because like I said I would literally just like want to keep my feelings bottled up which is so not like me um instead of like being rejected i don't know why it's so hard being rejected is so fucking shitty it is and like you said it's something like honestly i can say like (laughs) not even to sound cocky like i've never dealt with up until literally like the first time yeah literally the first time ever in my life was like the beginning of this year Mm -hmm. and let me tell you that was fucking shitty yes i felt like shit about myself for a while honestly yeah so like like, it makes sense why people like put up these walls to not feel that not saying it's a good thing but like rejection is a shitty fucking feeling Mm -hmm. and it makes you question yourself and like question who you are as a person you know what i mean but that's when you just need to be like no this person clearly has their own shit right you know what exactly I mean? and imagine the intensity of that when you're rejected like by your own but parents ex- no like when they don't give you the love I, that I you just, ask for no. and want Mm-mm. like how would you ever be able to trust someone again how would you ever not be fearful, fearful of rejection of from another person mm-hmm. like that's when i just think honestly like therapy is very yeah. important <laughs> like honestly you need yeah. to go to fucking therapy mm-hmm. you need to let those emotions out i don't out. know how else to you deal with that no shit. you can't you like, can't deal with that no. like that fear would be so paralyzing mm-hmm. and it's just like i can't even imagine no i can't it, it breaks my heart because love is just so like beautiful I know. and amazing like it it's really just such is. a pure thing that everyone, everyone just feels so much love. literally everyone <laughs> just deserves to like feel like they belong with someone mm-hmm or somewhere and they deserve to feel loved so honestly like we always say i think i've said it 10 times we're not psychologists <laughs> we're not fucking therapists but maybe one day maybe we'll one day yeah practice. we'll open our own practice that would be sweet <laughs> oh, um but everyone has a story right yeah. like everyone has trauma everyone has things that scare them and make them feel uncomfortable and uneasy but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day 
there's some things that we never truly heal, heal from. Yeah. There are some things that are always going to be in the back of our head and right. always going to affect our relationships. Mm-hmm. But all we can do is just at least try and get it under control mm-hmm. so we can at least have healthy relationships. And when you meet that person, that person will get you. They'll right. get it. They'll understand your trigger, triggers. triggers. They'll understand your trauma. Like they'll understand what they can and can't say to you. Like they'll know. Right. Like as if it's the right person, they'll know. The right person will never throw like your fears and vulnerability in your face no, ever. No. And I think that's so important because people don't realize that. No. Cause Again, because so they're so used to it. Mm-hmm. They think it's normal for people to throw like right. their their vulnerability. And it's like when faces. people aren't that way to them, it's almost like they don't even know how to act. They don't. Because they're just like, what? They don't know how um, to act. What? Which is they so don't. heartbreaking. And I mm-hmm. can't even imagine. But they're just like. Whoa, like love. They're like weirded out by love. Weirded out. Yes. And (laughs) again, that's when the whole rewiring your brain comes in. And that's Mm -hmm. when I really do think if people like went through that traumatic of things, you Mm -hmm. need to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, And you need to put in the work and you need to just learn to let go so that you can let love in because Mm -hmm. we can't let our past ruin our future. We can't because Mm -hmm. if we let our past ruin our future, it's ruining our life. Yeah. We could be there. There could be something so amazing happening. And our fear can just never allow us to have to taste it, right. never allow us to feel it. And like, that's what I think, like, just think about that. You know, when you're on like the edge, like when you're questionable about something, you're scared, you have that wall up. Like, yeah, you could get hurt. You could get your heart shattered into a million pieces, right. but you could also have something that is the most beautiful thing that you've ever experienced. So exactly. which way do you want to go? Do you want to live in the fear side or do you want to live in the, the hope and the beautiful side? Hope and you know, beautiful cause no matter what, even when we get heart, our heart broken, we learn something from exactly. it. Always. Mm-hmm. We always learn from it, from it. So either way, like you're going to be okay. I promise. Um, <laughs> and as always, before we let you guys go, don't, don't forget, forget. <laughs> be kind, be passionate, and most importantly, be, be you, sis. Later. Later.